Hey, this is Michael French, and we're going to be talking about dreams here on Dream Stories Podcast. I'm here with my wife, Elisa, and we have a new fun buttons to punch on my... Button puncher? Button puncher. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're moving up in the world. I'm just saying. It's good. Hey, that's... uh, uh, you know, what's going to really happen is Noah's going to edit all that out and people are going to wonder what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So no, he won't. He's no, going to leave won't. it. He'll think that is super cool. No. Because he thinks his parents are super cool. No. No, he doesn't. You're right. It's true. Yeah. You're right. All right. Let's talk about dreams. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I think we should talk about uh, timing in dreams. I think timing in dreams is very appropriate. I think the timing must be right because we didn't get to do a podcast last week. So it has to be the right timing for timing. Actually, we had some problems, didn't we? We did. We did an entire <laughs> podcast on timing in dreams. And so what happened was? It disappeared. And I'm thinking this particular podcast is going to be me, me doing half of a sentence or a thought and you finishing my thought. Because <laughs> we talked about this all last week. Yeah. So and you just guys just didn't get to hear it because yeah. it disappeared. Yeah, I actually, uh, seriously, folks, sorry about last week's episode being missing but we were actually traveling through ohio and indiana kentucky um, and some spots in tennessee uh, all weekend long so we recorded that podcast early and we got a call on the road saying where's the podcast it was just gone well we did two we did a little test run sometimes we get really silly when we're starting our podcast and we just go way too far off path and we both say, okay, we need to kill that one and start over. So that's what we did. So we had a little five-minute one, and then we had a really long one. It was really good, and we loved it, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's okay. See, that is a timing thing. And we it just, is a timing. So people must need to hear about timing and dreams yeah. this week. Yeah, that was like, uh, I think, episode number, uh, we're not really numbering them, but I think we had done about 19. Yeah, something and like so that. So we've done pretty well, you know. To We hadn't really had any problems with it, so it's So that was good. our so first one, so we, we, we apologize. We had one that was late because our son hit his head and had a concussion and all that kind of stuff. Right. So couldn't edit it, but otherwise, we've done real well, so. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try and stay on track. We will, we for will. the next we'll however many we do. It's good, yeah. So, we, you know, what brought up timing last week was uh, when we were, recorded it and lost it was the fact I had uh, the timing of me going to get a haircut and my barber's son had a dream because I have a great barber an amazing guy uh, AP shout out to you if you happen to be listening to this Um, have a great barber I love him just an amazing guy and he does a great job and he must be really really good because sometimes it can take me a month to get an appointment because it's so full and so I had an appointment on the day that our son, who's the producer for uh, Dream Stories, um, fell off the scooter in Atlanta and uh, got a concussion, was in the hospital for you know, five or six hours. And we had to cancel that appointment. So the next one was, I don't know, 35, 40 days out. Yeah. And so it just happened that right before we were heading out of town, an appointment opened up and I grabbed it, took it, went in, and it just so happened that his son was there and had had a dream. And so we were, I was really thinking that day about the timing of dreams. The he timing was of so we happy, happened. wasn't he, he that was you would come happy, in? Yeah. And and it was just very appropriate timing. It was. It was a great thing, and it was a, a, a troubling dream. I'll put yeah. it that way, a very troubling dream. And so the timing both of having the dream and then the Lord opening the door for me to get into the shop and then for his son to be there 
all those things came together. And that's just an amazing way those kind of things work. So. Yeah, that's good. And I was just thinking about that dream. Uh, just share the dream with you. His son had a dream that he uh, he was graduating from high school. I believe his son's 11 years old. So he's graduating from high school. And he came into the house, and they were having a movie party or a TV party, something I think they do as a family sometimes, sit down and watch movies and TV together as a celebration. And he looked over, and his little sister was laying on the floor, and she was, uh, she was dead. Mm. And it really tore him up. He was really, really worried about it. So uh, he had, it had really stressed him out significantly, and he had, I think, been worrying about it all day long. And I walked in, and AP says, hey, my son had this dream. And uh, he told me what the dream was. And I thought, well, you know, I'll help him with it because that can be a scary dream. And he said, and he's here today. Wow. So it was really neat. So we did, you know, work through an interpretation on it for him. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it comes back to one of those things we talk about so many times. People dying in dreams doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to die in real life. But his son, 11 years old, I think his little sister's four, uh, was really afraid something was going to happen to his little sister. Yeah, you know what? First off, my first thought when you told me the young man had a dream, first off, that he was graduating from high school, I was like, okay, how many 11-year-olds, you know, think about even graduating from high school? Probably not a whole lot, you know. And here's this young man, and he's dreaming about graduating from high school. Um, I thought immediately he probably has a, more of a maturity level than what a lot of 11-year-olds would have, you know. Yeah. So he said uh, immediately I felt like he's probably kind of not sentimental, but, you know, engaged. He, You know, so I thought it was a I, – if I were his age and I had that kind of dream, I would be, it would disturb me. Yeah, well, I think, I think another thing is the family as a whole takes dreams seriously. And when you take dreams seriously – you know, a good dream, a bad dream, however you feel about the dream, that has a big impact on you. So it was one of those things that, that he knows his family takes serious, and so he took it serious as well. And I thought it was interesting because sitting there in the barber's chair, you know, is not necessarily the most conducive place to interpret a dream, but God's good. He, he speaks to us anywhere we are. So while you're being barbered. Yes. You're, he's telling you the dream, and you're, or is it that you just sit there and quietly? For no, a moment? He's telling me the dream while he's cutting my hair. Uh-huh. And thankfully, he was not using the razor to trim <laughs> my beard, right? So, yeah. so, so, because at that point in time, I don't like talking. Yeah. Anytime I, somebody puts a straight razor to my throat, I, you just want to be quiet. Yeah, I want to be quiet. Right. So I'm curious. Uh, a lot of times when you teach on dreams, uh, you usually ask people if this were a movie or a book, what would you title this dream? Do you say that? Did you happen to say this to this young man? Or if you didn't, I'm curious, what would you title the dream? You know, if we're going to start into it and you tell us about it. Well, you know, sometimes I do ask that question. When we're in a teaching setting, I almost always ask the question. But I don't always remember to ask the question when we're just out and, and maybe in a situation like this interpreting a dream. And I didn't yeah. think to ask that question yeah. that, that day. I think the title. It was a. Di- you weren't trying to teach this young man, though. You no, were, we just wanted to bring him comfort you, yeah. that his dream was not something yes. terrifying or, or, or horrible. Right. It meant something bad about his sister. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think if you were gonna, if you were gonna give this dream a title as an interpreter, I would probably, I would probably uh, uh, call it a, a sense of loss. 
but that's a sort of a mature title. I doubt it's the title the young man at 11 would have given. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it's always better to have the dreamer give the title. Yes, because they know something inside they know of what's them that's driven. In them. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep, that's exactly right. But, you know, the, the other thing about this one, which since we're talking about timing, it was not just the timing of the appointment at the barber and not just the timing of the young man's dream uh, taken together. It also related to the timing of the dream itself. He's 11, but he's dreaming about graduating. Does that mean something that's going to come in the future when he graduates? Or does that relate to a level of maturity in him at the moment? That's something you have to ask yourself about the dream. What is the timing of the elements? Yes, of the is he graduating from something now? Or is that something that's coming later? I hear what you're saying. Right. And so for me, I felt like it spoke to a now moment mm-hmm. that had application on out into the future. Yeah. So for me, in that moment sitting in the barber's chair, I felt like the dream meant that the young man was more mature than his years, mm-hmm. something you sort of felt even when mm-hmm. I was telling you about the dream, more mature than his years, and he was going to have an impact. The things that his little sister saw in him, that maturity was going to have an impact on her so that basically, in effect, she could die to, some th- die to herself in some ways. In other words, the way I told it to him, because he's a young man, an 11-year-old, you know, it's gonna, you're going to be able to help her break some habits or let go of some things that are not good for her. And I thought that was, a, you know, a, mm-hmm. a really interesting thing. Now, it didn't, didn't just jump up. And he didn't jump up and down. So he was just glad it, she wasn't dying. Yeah. That was the real key. And I would want that comfort as well. You yeah, know, with them. you do. Yeah. You do want that comfort. Yeah, well, <clears throat> and I don't want to move away from this dream, but I was thinking about, you know, myself – I know that I had a dream when I was a little girl. We've talked about this dream before. It has a pig oh, in it. And cornbread. And cornbread. <laughs> I thought you were going to say bacon. I was going to say no. No, the pig has to do with your love for bacon. Bacon mm-hmm. and cornbread. Yeah, I do love me some bacon. I ate <laughs> some tonight. Um, you know, I I have not known what that dream meant for many years. Even when you and I talked about this dream a few weeks back on another podcast, um, I didn't know what it meant then, and it wasn't until in the last few days that I actually got understanding of that dream. I think what's cool <laughs> is this happens to be a re-recording of yeah. the podcast we tried to do last week that was yeah. missing. You were in the midst. You and I were in the midst of talking about timing in dreams and timing and in t- in interpretation and how that related to AP's son's dream, right? When you sh- you began to speak about the pig and the cornbread dream because it, it was so long ago to you, the timing of that dream. And in that sense, the timing of the dream was so long past, 20 plus, 30 plus more or more, I won't say, <laughs> years. It was past. 40 plus years. Okay, 40 plus years. Uh, it, it was probably uh, 45 years to be exact. And sometimes it, t- it takes a long time for a dream to come to pass. And we're talking about that and we're using the dream for that illustration mm-hmm. when your eyes lit up. Yeah, I mean, it was like a revelation, but yours did too because it was like I've talked about this dream so much. I'm like, what could this dream mean? We've just, and it really wasn't that hard, was it? No, but but it was the right timing in the midst of that, for you to understand the dream. And you could have been frustrated for 40 years, mm-hmm. and in some sense you were, mm-hmm. or you could just accept the timing is not right. Yeah. Well, two things I want to mention. First, it was the right timing. But secondly, again, here's another little... The right timing when you did get caveat the Caveat that, that you should take away from 
learning how to interpret your dreams, and that is sometimes when you say them out loud, the interpretation will come. Yeah. Not because you've gained some new skill. I haven't really learned anything new or more. It was timing, and it was me saying it out loud. So I think that's a very important, uh, you can diagram, a lot of people diagram their dreams, try to find the focus of the dreams and stuff, but sometimes it's just repeating it. So maybe I should tell what the dream was. You should tell the dream because I don't even think you've gone through the whole dream at any other time in any of our other podcasts. Okay, so. so I dreamed when I was about six years old. I was six when I had the dream. So when I woke up, I mean, um, I dreamed that there was like these farm animals, small little farm animals. Um, I remember there being a little pig, and that was my favorite. The little pig was my favorite. And they were alive. It was like a tiny, if you could imagine a little two-inch long pig, just as cute as a little pink pig, Mm -hmm. and it was alive and well, and it was moving and everything and there were several other animals none of them were focused there may have been a cow or it was just stuff that would be on a farm actually what it reminded me of do you know the little toys you used to play with when you were little and you had the little farm set and you would open the doors and the cow sound would go moo yes i remember the little plastic ones like where the cows were yellow and the pigs were red and I don't know what you're talking about. They were little plastic things. Oh, not the cheap one. This was not a cheap dream. This was the nice ones. This was a living, breathing animal farm that I had. It was like a little toy set of mine, but it was living. Right. And so my brother, who I was talking to in the dream, I I was showing, what? Like Wilbur, the pig from Charlotte's Web. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you messed up my vibe. I'm sorry. It's okay. Should I punch the button? Yeah. Whoops. There it is. <laughs> oh, well, try to get But that makes, I don't, I thought you were going to give me a happy sound. Oh, a happy Once sound. again, you gave me a failure sound. <laughs> <laughs> that was a failure on my Let's part. start back, okay? okay? start over again. Okay. So, my brother Daryl was standing there. And I can remember where he was standing in the kitchen area. And I walk up to him and I present these animals to him. And I'm like, look at my little animals. He picks up the pig and he just breaks it open. Like like he's breaking open a Twinkie or something. <laughs> and looking at the <laughs> inside. And I was so distraught. And inside was cornbread. Now, I was upset that he had broken it open. But... I was also sort of excited there was cornbread inside the little pig. So last week when we were talking about this, even though we it didn't come through for everyone else to hear, was I was like, why would God allow me to have a dream about, you know, a little tiny pig and cornbread? And I started thinking about the different elements of what was in the dream. It was my brother, Daryl, and I hadn't even looked up the meaning of his name, but what we took away from it was that... He's always kind of my serious brother that always wanted me to mature and grow up. And even when I was a little kid, he still didn't want me to be a little kid. He wanted me to make mature decisions and make the right decision because he he thought things out really well, and he still does to this day. It's just his strength. And so he, you know, was in, I think in the dream, it was just saying, look, you can't always stay little, and there's an element of, something for you there will be provision for you as you move out of something that is immature you're gonna have to kind of grow up and accept things and 
and know that you're moving and transitioning from uh, a young, maybe not all full thought out things all the time, to a place of maturity. And but there'll be provision there in the process. Yeah, it's true. And you know, it's interesting that Daryl. I looked it up while you're talking. Daryl means dearly loved or, or darling Aww. or dearly loved. And so what it That's says sweet. to you is those some things that, you know, he may See, do to make you, you grow up. I know, isn't it sweet? It happened again. I was misty-eyed last week, but I didn't even look up Daryl. Yeah, because he is dearly loved. He dearly loves you. Yeah. And that's part of his wanting you to mature. And wanting it was you to, his to love for up. me and mm-hmm. concern for me. So that's, that just adds even more beauty. Timing, cool, see? So, I mean, you know, interesting you ask about the name. And when we were talking on our a recording that failed last week right. about AP's son's dream, my barber's son, you asked me, did you ask what his sister's I name did. was? I did. And I didn't know. I hadn't asked. And so timing became important. And I actually, when you said that, while we were recording, I texted AP yeah. and said, hey, what was what's your daughter's name? Because I'm still thinking about this dream, and I want to be sure we gave you, I give you a really solid, full, good mm-hmm. interpretation. Mm-hmm. And he text me back but we're recording so i don't get it right. and so i get this cool little text that says your delay in response has me worried with these little super worried faces <laughs> and little tears coming down and i'm because because it took me like 30 minutes for us yeah. to finish before yeah. i was able to text him back i felt really bad oh bless i it. hope he listens to this bless and knows it. how bad i feel oh, felt about that. but what was cool is he said her name is amelia but we just call her bear and so i'm thinking about this and i looked up the name amelia and realized that it means industrious, but it can also mean to strive for something, you know, to, to put more effort than you should, to be laboring for something that, that in a way that requires more than it should require of you. And I realized that dream had two meanings, and mm-hmm. so I was able to then share with him. Mm-hmm. Not only did it have to do with the example his son was going to set for his daughter Amelia, but it had to do with how the Lord wanted to deal with some things in his son's life mm-hmm. that would would that and 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 get and put to death or deal with some things where he was striving or mm-hmm. struggling with some things and and graduate bring him to a place he he passed that test yeah and moved past those things That's good. so I had it, there was this n- additional layer of meaning and the timing for that was was I think in some ways really about just saying hey this is important this mm-hmm. wasn't just something I sat in your barber chair and we casually talked about right. This is important. And so even the timing of that second layer of the interpretation was bringing a, a level of comfort that this was not just a random brainwaves flashing mm-hmm. in your son's mind. And, and he knows that. Right. But but that this is important, and we need to take it seriously and be careful with it. And it took a little more time yeah. to get to the fullness of the meaning. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's okay for us, even though we may interpret dreams all over the world, and we do it a lot. You do it far more than I do. But we have a lot of experience, years of experience. And so it's okay that sometimes we don't always think about asking the perfect question. You know, and that's another good thing. You are learning. I don't know who you are out there listening this week, but you are learning. And and things will begin to fall into place. And, And as you need tools and as you need things from your creator, I believe if you ask for those things, he will give you understanding. Yeah, it's true. And it's fun to me to see how those things happen because as a Christian, you know, I, I, I know my creator more than just as a creator, but as a father, as a friend, as a brother, as a comforter. Mm-hmm. And and I love the fact that 
there's the, there is a timing to the way he speaks to me, yeah. and I don't get everything right in the moment, even in 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 interpreting dreams or in receiving interpretations. I don't get everything in the moment, but there is a proper timing for right. everything. Everything comes in the right moment. That's why I wasn't stressed out last week when the recording failed. Well, that's not true. I was very stressed <laughs> out while we were out on the road. But yeah. the Lord reminded me, he said, what did you talk about? And we talked yeah. about timing. So I said, hey, it's okay. Yeah. Let's move on. Right. The timing for that podcast is not this week. Right. It's next week. Right. And we have to let it go and trust that it's okay and it fits and it works. I didn't get the name Amelia or what it would imply in the dream at 2 in the afternoon. But later in the evening, it came out. You could mm-hmm. feel it. You could sense it. You didn't get what the meaning of Daryl was last week when we tried to record and it failed. Right. But here we are talking about it again. It comes out. That doesn't mean we blew it the first time. It doesn't mean we right. didn't get everything we needed the first time. It means there's a process we're walking through. Uh, there's a, there's steps we're walking through to process mm-hmm. what this message is. Well, you know, I think about even this this past weekend, you know, we were we were speaking somewhere and you interpreted a dream for someone. And one of the things I noticed is he said, this young man, as he was sharing the dream, said, I dreamed this a long time ago and I've never known the meaning of it. You shared the meaning right then and there and his little eyes got misty. I mean, this was a, this was not just, this was a tough guy. You know, yeah. he wasn't somebody who was just misty eyed all the time and it really moved him and I could see that again. It's timing. Sometimes you may have a dream and you may go, this is important, but I have no idea what it means. And you may get an immediate interpretation, immediate understanding. Sometimes it may be six months. Sometimes it may be six years. And again, it could be 40 plus years, which brings me to another thought. You know, last week when we were talking, I said, Michael, do you remember someone in scripture who waited a very long time to understand the meaning of a dream? And what did we talk about? We talked about Joseph and we should talk about him again. Yeah, I think it's a very appropriate time. Yeah. Timing. Hey. Okay. No, so we talked about. Give a sound. uh, I don't even know which button is the white. That's like crickets or something. I don't know what the sounds are. Oh, that one's just a little. Joseph. <laughs> that sounds like a Joseph introduction. It does have a coat of many colors. Did you say colors? <laughs> I got a little British there or something. I don't know. No, I don't know what. That was not you even made British. That, that was just. I a, don't even know. I didn't even want to offend my British friends. Well, you know, really it's bad. okay. I think because our little British lady that that does our little directional maps things. She has a British accent mixed with a southern twang. Have you noticed that? Oh, you're talking about the maps on turn the Turn right up here. <laughs> That's what she's <laughs> up ahead. Turn right every Actually, time. Actually, she's Australian. Oh, is she? Yeah, it's an Australian accent. But it, Australia, Aussies do it's, not have it's a southern Australian twang. Siri. Siri, that's right. I mean, really, it is. It's on my iPhone Maps app. Right. And, she has a, and it asks you what... what Accent you want, and I picked Australian. I know, I, I have British. Because I like Australian accents. Yeah, well, right. I really, I really was hoping they were going to, you know, talk in an Australian accent and tell me words like kangaroo or... What's on the bobby? Or shrimp on the bobby. Did you say bobby? <laughs> okay, let's go there back to Joseph. There is a little R. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to Joseph, please. Okay. Okay, so Joseph has a dream. Yes. 
Did okay. you forget? Okay. No, I was waiting on oh. you to Okay. I was waiting on you to say, people are going to say, please get rid of that soundboard that has those sound effects. What dream was it that Joseph had? I was waiting on you well, to Well, you know, he, he was a young man, and he was favored in his family, and he was known for, you mentioned his that a second ago. Coat of many colors, right. Coat of many colors. And, you know, I, I can totally get, I mean, we could probably have taken his whole family through therapy over, you know, what was happening. You know, here there's many parents. I mean, there's a dad, and there's several Multiple moms. moms. It's a multi- Yes, uh, which was common in that yeah. day and time. And so the, their brothers were jealous of this younger brother they were younger two younger brothers actually he but was favored he was favored ways. and so they were jealous and all of a sudden one day he decides to share this very very impressive dream that he thought he should share with them and it probably wasn't the right timing but look everything works out we can question it now but where would we be if it had not happened this way it all works out and if you want to read the dream it's in the book of genesis in the old testament um in the hebrew bible and it it's Joseph just thinks it's great. It's actually two dreams. Yes, it is. And he has, or two parts, yeah, at least. Yeah. He has one dream in which he sees the sun, the moon, and 12 stars, mother, father, and 12 brothers total, 11 stars, I guess it was, 11 mm-hmm. stars, bowing down to him. Mm-hmm. And he has another dream where he sees all these sheaves of wheat bowing down to him. Right. His mistake is he tells his brothers. Yes, now look, he's not talking to young 19-year-olds. He's talking to grown men, right. and, and they're just like, okay, we've had enough of you, Bubba. <laughs> We're done. And thankfully, one brother said, hey, let's don't kill him because others wanted to kill him. Yeah. They were trying to decide, what should we do with him? You Ten know? of them want to kill him. His one brother says, no, let's just sell him into slavery. Great right. result. Yeah. So, And the reason for that was his brothers were going to bow down to him one day. But the timing wasn't right for him to tell the whole world about this dream because what it made it sound like was, he was cocky. I'm important. Yeah, yeah. And I think he probably kind of felt that way. I think he did. And mm-hmm. so there was a little bit of the Lord saying, hey, watch how you speak and what you reveal at what time. But it was a long time. It was a very long time before he understood what this dream meant. He probably even kind of forgot about it. All these other things happened in his life. Know. Look, he was in prison. He you know, he interpreted dreams in the process over these years. And I think every time he interpreted a dream, he remembered he'd shared he that dream. probably did. Yeah. It probably never left him. You're right. I really do. It I was think t- every time he's much. interpreting dream in prison, at Potiphar's house, at, you know, even for Pharaoh, I think he's thinking, man, I wouldn't even be here if it hadn't been for telling that stinking dream. But now, for I mean, there probably were times he regretted it, though, don't you think? I think he probably did. He pro- Probably, especially when he was in prison interpreting dreams. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, I wouldn't be here if it hadn't been for that dream. And then when he interprets Pharaoh's dream and he becomes second in command in Egypt, he's like, ooh, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't told exactly. that dream. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But do you remember we talked about this, too, how even though that should have been a very prideful and boastful moment kind of in the natural hey, here comes all my brothers, they don't have any food, I happen to be in charge of the food, and even though there's a famine going on, I get to provide for you. And look, my dream did come true, but it wasn't like that at all, was it? No, I mean, in reality, he didn't even share with them or talk to them about the dream anymore. He had given the dream at the wrong timing, and when the right timing, when they're bowing down to him asking for food, does come to pass, he's learned enough not to rub it in. 
He He's has. learned enough to be humble. And I actually think Joseph walks through it. It's a long story. We don't have time for it today. Right. But I think he walks through a number of processes to work humility in him, to put him into a place where he would understand that this wasn't about him. This yeah. was about the one who gave him the dream. Yeah. It wasn't Joseph who saved his brothers. It wasn't. Right. Him they were really bowing down to. That's it was right. the God who created him. Well, I think the thing, too, that turned him was, you know, his he had compassion. He saw his brothers, they were probably had lost weight. They probably were aging. You know, he's older now. You know, he has his own children now. And he probably has a better perspective of, hey, you know, he's even he had, yeah, he had sons that he had to decide who's the greatest in the kingdom of my, because he had twins, right? He was trying to decide who's, you know. And and he probably had a whole new look, uh, look on life compared to what he was when he was just a teenage young man. You know, I guess he's a teenage young man. You know, being sold into slavery for just a few pieces of coinage. I was going to say silver, but I don't know. It could have been gold. I don't remember. But anyway, he was sold for just <laughs> some, some monetary stuff. And don't you know, as he was being carted away, however he was, you know, pulled away from his brother's. He knew his dad would be grieved because he was missing. Yeah. And then the thing that touched his heart was, is my dad still alive? And they said, yes, he is. Yeah, all those years later in Egypt, yeah, he's changed. Yeah. And so the dream has done its work in him over right. decades. Yeah. The dream did its work in him. Yeah. And it came to fulfillment in a way different from what he expected when he first had it, mm-hmm. but in a way that was much more satisfying than when yeah. he first had it. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. It so. really is. Well, timing and dreams is is really a big deal. We've talked about it from a number of different angles, but we're out of time for today. So uh, we just want to remind you that, uh, you know, we love hearing from you. So at whatever time you're hearing this podcast, whether it be on our website or from one of the podcast services like iTunes or Google Play or whether it maybe is on Facebook, on our Dream Stories uh, Facebook page, uh, leave us a comment. Rate the podcast. Let like us know. And share you know like and share it. Let All us know if you like Michael's little buttons he presses. Don't comment on those because I know what I'm going to hear from a bunch of <laughs> you on those. Please don't press those buttons anymore. I like so. the way you introduced it, the whole show, and I think we should do it every time. Oh, my People gosh. don't know that you have a history in radio. You have a little history in radio, so why I, not? I was a radio host. You were a DJ. DJ. I was in college. It's yeah. true. So anyway, okay. So anyway, like, share, comment. Let yeah. us know what you like, Pray what you don't us. like. Pray for us. If you want to contribute, go out to our website at www.mydreamstories.com. And there's a little donate button there. We would appreciate your gifts and your support. We don't requir- require that or even require. require. Yes, we don't require that. But it's always a help to us. There are expenses in, in putting these things together. Yes. And anything you do is a help. God's our provider. But you can help out as well and yeah we appreciate that but most of all we cover your prayers your your comments to let us know that you're listening and we greatly appreciate thank it. you for listening yes and until next time keep dreaming <laughs>